All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Functionally Autoimmune. I'm super happy that you're here with me today. I have a wonderful guest that I know that you're going to love. So I would love to introduce you to Julie Caracchio. She is an award-winning professional life and end-of-life organizer, author, and certified life coach, and the host of Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out podcast. Hi, Julie. Hey, Brandy. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy that you're here. How are you doing today? I am fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into your line of work? Sure. So I was in a really awful job. I had just moved from Los Angeles to Raleigh, North Carolina, and I had this job and the person who had been substituting for me said, this is the worst place to work for. And this is like a week into me being hired. So I slowly learned that was true. So I thought, what can I do where I could help people and make a living, right? Because I've got to feed myself and have fun and help change people's lives. And so I came up with organizing and my business name was Healing Through Organization. And then the more work I did, I discovered it was about the clutter. And so, because I was working with a client who said, can we just talk? And I said, okay, you know, you're paying for it. But what it made me realize it was more about the clutter and less about the organizing. If we clear our clutter, that's in my view, the first and most important step. And then organizations, a piece of cake after that. And so at the same time, I was doing an internet TV show called reawaken your brilliance. I thought, ah, that's going to name my business and focus more on the cluttering and less so on the organizing. And also while doing that show, I realized it's not just a physical clutter, right? It's, we can have clutter in relationships and health as right. we'll talk about today, mental, spiritual, and all that good stuff. So it's about looking at clutter holistically. And that's what gets me jazzed and gets me excited when people have those aha moments and make the connection between clutter in their life and how it's not doing good. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think we all have clutter in something, right? Whether it's in yes. our homes and our jobs, there's, there's clutter for all of us somewhere. So it's great what you're doing. I, you know what? I'm passionate about it because I view myself as holding space because you know what's best for you. I know what's best for me and everyone listening does as well. It's so it's supporting finding the answers within and helping you figure out and hear that voice of intuition and hear that all-knowing voice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love that. So can you give us kind of a little bit of information on how do you go about that? Like, how does someone realize that one, they have clutter that they need to get rid of? And then kind of what steps do they take? What does that look like? So obviously it's really individual. So a lot of times when I people, the people that I deal with and, you know, they're different specialties for different people, they're overwhelmed or they're feeling really stuck. And they're like, I know something's wrong. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to switch it and I don't know how to move forward. And so it could be physical clutter. It might be something else. What I found is what's going on the inside is reflected on the outside. So as we clear physical clutter, it's going to support us in clearing mental clutter or whatever else is going on. So how I work is I have a free 15 minute consultation to make sure I'm a good fit and have the skill set to help someone. Then I do a short little assessment so we can hit the ground running. And then I ask certain questions that help guide us. Where is it that we need to start first? And then we go from there. Wow. Yeah, that's really great. And I think that's a great point that one, you have to make sure that someone's a good fit for you, but also that they understand kind of what you're trying to convey and what your, your issue is. Yes. Yes. Very important. 
I love that. Yeah. And you mentioned in your, in your introduction that you talk a little bit about kind of health and how health is connected to clutter. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. You know, they've done lots of studies and if you are trying to improve your health and my BFF has autoimmune diseases. So I think what you're doing is really super great. And I know, so I have a little bit of knowledge, nothing, nowhere compared to you. But so for instance, if you have a bunch of crap on your bed, how are you going to sleep at night? And sleep is the foundation of good health. Or if your kitchen's a hot mess and it's decluttered and you can't find anything, you're probably going to call takeout. You're probably going to rely on frozen foods. And you know, that doesn't do your body good. And if you're stressed out all the time, you know, if you walk into a room that's full of clutter and disorganized, that automatically stresses you out whether or not you're aware of it. And so there is a definitely a direct correlation between clutter and health. And then we can take a little bit more into the organization. You know, my mom was really ill and we had a ton of pills. And so, you know, you need to be organized, whether it's the health records, if you have to go to the ER or your regular doctor appointment or making sure all those meds are given at the right time of day and all of that. So that's why it's really important for health. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with every ounce of that. And, and for sure, there are so many ways that that our home really impacts our health and just our overall environment. And I think that goes even into, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that goes even into your work environment, your office space, your, you know, even in your car, you know, I've been in, Mm -hmm. I've been in friends' cars and I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. A thousand percent. It really does because you don't know, like if you have to go to a meeting and your car is a hot mess, but not only that about the finding things, but again, it, affects your state of being, your mental well-being, your emotional well-being. You can't think clearly if you're in a cluttered environment, you know, and if you are already experiencing brain fog because of what's going on with your health, you don't want to make it even worse. Right. Yeah, exactly. So what do you say to those people that, you know, have a bunch of stuff and just clutter around, but they feel like they need all of it? Like it's all kind of important to them and they feel like they really just need it. What, what do you do with that? Excellent question. So first of all, I would say, trust that you'll get what you need when you need it. Now we're going to start out with a bigger concept and and make it a little easier, but how many things have you held on to that you haven't used in five years because you think you might need it someday? So I know that that can be a scary concept. So there are places you can rent things. You can always barter like tools is a good example. My husband's really handy. We downsize. And so he said, oh, we didn't expect to move because my mom got ill, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? We found out there are four really handy guys in the neighborhood. I'm like, good chance one will have a tile saw or we can run it. So you can buy, I mean, sorry, you can rent, you can barter. You know, there are things, there are stores set up. There's uh, buy nothing groups on Facebook. So you might be able to find what you need. So if that concept makes you a little terrified, know that you have those options. So that's one thing is can you trust that you'll get what you need when you need it? Now, I don't believe you can organize clutter, but if you know, if you, I'm always going to try to get you to release stuff first, but then with what you have left, try and organize it. That would be the second step. But, you know, really ask yourself questions. Do you use it? Do you love it? Maybe it's that wedding gift that you hate, but great aunt Mary gave it to you and you have this guilt. Oh no, I can't let it go. Well, you know what? Great aunt Mary wants you to be happy. Yeah. I'm sure that she would feel that way. And the truth is who's going to come knocking on your door and say, Hey, 
where was that wedding gift I gave you 12 years ago? Very slim that that's going to happen. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think there is a lot of that, whether it's either sentimental that they keep it and, and want to have it around, or it's that guilt of this person passed away or um, this person gave this to me. And so I have to hold on to it. And so it just kind of sits in a closet somewhere, right? Yeah. I want to, I want to jump in for a moment and talk about sentimental clutter because that's where a lot of people really get hung up. What we do is we make the, I don't want to say the word mistake, but we think that this object holds great aunt Mary or holds our mother that has passed or whatever. And that's not true. Our memories are in our hearts and our heads. So if we let that object go that we have no use or need for even like we're going to still have the memory in our heart and our head. So getting rid of the object doesn't take away our memories. And that's where I think a lot of people get tripped up. Oh, you know, if I give that away, then I won't my, my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other thing that I like to say is I believe, because especially with sentimental stuff, you know, my mom died a couple months ago. And I would say to anyone else listening, if you're in this situation, don't rush to get rid of everything. You need to grieve. That's really important. So don't feel like tomorrow you have to get rid of everything. Give yourself time for that. But having said this, I I truly believe this with my heart. When people have gone on to the next adventure, they want you to be happy. If what they have given you is weighing you down, it's costing you your health, your peace of mind, they'd want you to be happy and release that. I really believe that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a great point. You know, when we have someone special in our life pass like that, a lot of times it is like cleaning out their homes or their, you know, things like that. And so sometimes all of those things become yours, right? You feel like you keep all of those things and, and that's not necessarily the case. And that's not necessarily what your family would want you to do. You know, I had a client who had boxes and boxes of stuff in her basement that belonged to her parents because she was so overwhelmed with guilt. And I was like, they wouldn't want you to feel this way. They wouldn't want that hanging over your head. I really believe that. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a great point. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think a lot of the listeners are probably have gone through something like that or maybe going through something like that right now where they know that they have things in their closet or in their garage or stuff somewhere that they're holding on to for that exact reason. And so maybe this will help them kind of reevaluate that and look at those things. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Cause you know, when you are not in great health, you have to take care of yourself, number one, but you have to preserve your energy as much as possible. And you want to focus on getting better on taking your care of yourself and having better health, not on stuff like this. You know, it's not what's important. You got to focus on what matters most. Right. Exactly. Exactly. What are your thoughts on, and I've, I've, I've only heard this a couple of times, but what are your thoughts on putting things that you have sentimental attachment to, or that you feel like you're going to really need and put them in a box and put it away for a while and see if you ever actually need it. Um, I I had a good friend do that. And she realized that she never opened those boxes for like a year. (laughs) I think, I think that's great. And what I do is I take that a step further because that can really work well for people is I put a date on it six months from now, or put the date that you put in, check in it, put a little reminder in your phone, check the box, wherever you put it. And if you haven't used it, then let it go. That just told you if you didn't use it in six months, maybe you want to do it a year. I wouldn't go past that. Then you're like, ah, do I really need it? Apparently not. Right. Right. That's a good point. Cause you know, out of sight, out of mind, a lot of times we forget we have it. And then we realize we didn't really need it in the first place. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And you know, the thing is so many of us 
have so much stuff. Like I read a statistic that the average kid has 300 toys. Wow. Now, as I look around my office, I mean, I guess they were like really teeny tiny. Uh, 300 toys would fill my office pretty much. And so I can't even, if you're in a decent size house and that's the average kid, you know, that's a lot. I w- imagine myself as a kid, I'd be overwhelmed with 300. Yeah. I couldn't, I know for me, it would overwhelm me. Right. Yeah. And, you know, as a parent, as we know, a lot of times those toys are stuck at the bottom of the toy box and the kids don't even know they have them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So they don't even touch them. So I have to ask you, because I know that we all have a junk drawer or a junk cabinet, (laughs) a junk something, right? We all have one. What is your thought on that? I'm so glad you asked this question. This is one thing I started my business from 2009. And this is one thing because of my personal development and spiritual practice that I've been saying, stop calling it the junk drawer or the junk closet or whatever, because whatever you call something, it becomes. Mm -hmm. So if you call yourself fat and ugly, you will become fat and ugly. And we have to be really aware of what we tell ourselves. The mind is a very powerful thing. So my first suggestion is stop calling it the junk drawer. And then you want to rename it like the Caraccio toolbox or the Caraccio mail center. And then what you want to do is, okay, I've named it the Caraccio Mail Center. So I'm going to have pens. I'm going to have stamps, uh, maybe labels, because I do shipping for my books. So I have things like that around. And then you organize it and keep stuff. And if it doesn't fit, then it belongs somewhere else. Yeah, that's, a, that's actually a really great idea, because a lot of times these these drawers just become kind of catch-alls for stuff we don't know where to, where to put or what to exactly. do. Exactly. And if you call it junk, then you don't feel bad. Like, oh, it's a junk drawer. I can just throw it in there, right? So there's no guilt attached. But the yeah. problem is it keeps growing. And then you're like, oh, I'll clear out the junk drawer. And then it usually doesn't happen. Right. Yeah, exactly. I love that idea of renaming it though, because I do think that that it really gives it kind of a different purpose. And so yes. I love that. Yes. And, and so, yeah, and to just be really aware, especially as you're working on your health, because what are you saying to yourself? You know, don't get angry at the body. If the body's got an autoimmune disease, I'm sorry, you're not working today. How can I make you feel better instead of getting frustrated with yourself? Like, it's funny. I was talking with my BFF the other day and she had a flare. And so I needed help with something that she usually did. And so I posted and someone corrected me and they're like, what does this mean? And I said, flare and explain, you know, she's having a flare up of symptoms. And she said, it is not F-L-A-I-R, it is F-L-A-R-E. And part of me is thinking, well, you missed the point of the post. And then I said, we call it flair to embrace it. I have a flair, right? And put some fun into it instead right. of being like, oh my gosh, my flare up. It's right. about twisting it and kind of getting a little bit of different perspective. Yeah, yeah. And I love that because, you know, autoimmune flare-ups can be so debilitating for some people. And so definitely if you can put even like the smallest positive spin on it and, and try and make it positive, that's, that's amazing. I love that. And I, and I love the play on words of flair. That's so fun. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so I thought I'm not going to waste my explanation on this person. They don't get it, but I thought, you know, again, have fun with it. How can we turn something that's a challenge into fun, even if it's for a moment? Right. Exactly. I love that. And you mentioned just a few minutes ago that you have some books out there. And so are your books really focused on kind of ways to remove clutter? Can you tell us a little bit about what, what your books are and and how people can find them? Sure. So, well, first I have a new book coming out 
a 21 day challenge, which might be really great. This is really baby steps for people who are just really overwhelmed. And I did it because some people are like, I can't even think beyond whatever. So it is, we're going to look at all areas of your life. What is your clutter? And then what's an action you can take. And I have a lot of uh, different ways to support that. So that's, if you're super overwhelmed, then I have a book called clear your clutter inside and out named after the podcast, kept it simple. And it has a companion workshop workbook, but we talk about physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual clutter. And really that's really more handholding. Like I have a whole chapter on the junk drawer and I say step-by-step here's how to clear it. And then I have a whole series on journal prompts. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we all have the answers within, we know what's best for us. And so I created these. And so there's like on holiday clutter, mental financial clutter. There's one on health. I created it to get people to focus and to really say, okay, what is my clutter? And then I talk about how to set goals and how step-by-step how to do that. So we have an awareness plus action to create change in life. So it's about finding those, that wisdom within to help you to move forward. And so kind of less handholding, I give you the structure and allow you to have your wisdom come through. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And I'm actually glad that you just mentioned holiday clutter because here we are in the midst of the holidays and people start dragging out boxes of all of these things. So tell us a little bit about holiday clutter. Well, so a lot of holiday clutter, of course, it can be the physical stuff because sometimes we have no clue at how much stuff we're like, oh, you know, we've got the outside lights, we've got the inside light. But if we were to gather all our lights and put it in one pile, you might be like, oh my gosh, I had no clue that I had this much stuff. So that's something that I recommend if you have your categories, whatever you celebrate, break it down and put everything together. And then you can say, oh, wow, I didn't realize I had this much. So then I can declutter it. But a lot of times the holidays are really challenging for people. So one of my big things is say no. What don't you want to go to? Like I used to, I'm an introvert. And so going to a bunch of events drains me. And so I have to have learned as I've aged, I have to be very selective. And if I don't go to a party, it doesn't mean I don't like the person or that I don't care. It's just like, you know what? I'm overwhelmed and exhausted. I can't do anything else today. And so one of the things I've had to learn is to say no. If I don't feel like I want to go in that moment or whatever it is. And I think that that's really important. I think also... You know, we have, at least in America, this, oh, the holidays are great, and it's this wonderful time, and it's not that way for everyone. Right. So taking care of yourself is something that's really important. What is it that you need? I always say to people, just stop, close your eyes, because when we close our eyes, that allows us to hear our inner voice and focus. What is it that I need in this moment? And just take a couple deep breaths and sit back and listen. What is it that you need? It might surprise you. Maybe it's to watch a funny movie. You thought you wanted to go to bed, but your soul is saying, you know what? I need to laugh right now. I need to release some tension by laughing. Yeah. So I think that it's really important to be aware of what you need, learn to say no, and to take care of yourself. You know, we can get so caught up. If it's stressing you out to buy a thousand gifts for people, then trim down your list. You know, years ago, I said to my brothers, I love you, but we have enough stuff. Yeah. So we stopped giving gifts to each other. And in my family, the generations above buy for all the generations below. Cause I thought we all have so much we don't, but let's, how can we do that? We can still celebrate that works for everyone right? and reduce our clutter. 
Exactly. Yeah. And that's a really great point. Well, two things I want to touch on that you just talked about is one in the holidays, we get so much stuff, right? Because our family and our loved ones wants to give us more stuff. So we get the stuff (laughs) that a lot of times we don't necessarily need or want, but we're very grateful that they thought of us and got us this. Yes. So then we have to find a place to put this new stuff. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. Right. And so because you have to keep it because someone gave it to you and now it's sentimental and now you have to put it somewhere. Um, The other thing that I love that you said is just the ability to say no, because I myself am also very introverted and I can feel when I start to feel really drained when there's a lot of social events going on. And I think that's really important for people to know that that's okay. It's absolutely okay to know your limitations and to say no when you have to. And I'm, I'm really glad that you, you touched on that. I think it's really important. I want to share something that I only learned within the past at five years, five or six years. And it was an aha moment for me. And I'm a stickler for RSVPing. I think if someone's nice enough to don't, and I'm amazed at how many people don't RSVP, that's something that I can't wrap my head around. But I remember someone I was working with saying to me, and it was about honoring themselves. So if they didn't show up to the party, say, Hey, you know what? I would still let the hostess know. I'm sorry. I'm just unable to make it. I'm going to add that caveat. But that's about honoring yourself. If you're all of a sudden exhausted and overwhelmed, I can't do it. Don't go. Right. Don't worry about. I think you still are polite and you give them a heads up and say, I'm sorry, something came up and have regrets and you honor yourself, you know, because everyone. Oh, no, you've RSVP'd. You can't. Society says you can't do this anymore. Well, okay, society, take a back seat. I've got to take care of myself first and foremost. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it, and I think it's important for people to, to know that more times than not, their friends or their family understand when they can't yes. show up. And so a lot of times it's just this feeling of guilt of like, they're going to be mad at me or upset at yes. me or, you know, something like that. But a lot of times they understand and they are totally fine with it. Yeah. And I think that it's important, you know, this goes to gifts and this goes to life. Tell people what you need. Tell people what you want. You know, if it's like my best friend, it was funny. She said uh, something. I'm sorry. I was whatever was going on. and I didn't return your text. And I said, "Ah, I figured you're in a flare. All good. So I don't get upset. I just figure that's going on. And so when you tell people, the people you love are going to understand. They really are. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. I think, you know, we have to kind of give them them credit as well to understand because yes. you know, I know for me, if my friends, family, somebody said, Hey, I can't make it. I would completely understand. So yes. I don't know why it's so hard for, for people to be like, I would accept it, but I know that they're not going to accept it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think that's, I think you're right on about that. Yeah. And I think that touches on what you said earlier about removing spiritual clutter. So I think all of that really plays into how you feel and how you treat yourself. Right. It does. It reflects everything because it's like when you are being judgmental against someone, then that means you have judgment against yourself. When you have that anger against someone, you have that anger against yourself. I always tell people, bring it back to you. What others do and say is about them and how you respond is about you. I love that. I love that. That's, it really is so true. And I think if we could really find a way to 
stop and think that through, like when we're upset or um, angry or something like that, why we feel that way. I think a lot of people would really realize that it's, it's actually something internal. Oh, absolutely. It is. And so one of the things I try to remember is just breathe. Like I'll tell you a funny story. So I was out with my 12 year old niece the other day and I absolutely love her. She is calls me out on everything and she's, you know, 12 going on 30. And so I was like, rah, 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 to the driver above me. And she was like, Juji, you know, if it was you and I was like, she's right. And so it made me bring it back to that moment and called me out, which was, was really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Kids have a great way of being very honest. Yes. They don't <laughs> miss anything. I love that. I love that. So can you tell us, um, how can people reach out to you? How can people find your books? If someone wants to work with you, how do they get in contact with you? Can you give us that information? Sure. Thank you. If they go to reawakenyourbrilliance.com and that's of course has the www and all that other good stuff. So it's reawakenyourbrilliance.com. They can sign up for my newsletter and I give them a free self-assessment to find out their clutter priority and a take action tip. So if they're like, oh, I'm not sure where to start, that will get you started. You can book a free 15 minute consultation, all my books, classes, podcasts, all that good stuff. I'm also, my books are on Amazon, Google Play, Apple, wherever you get your books as well. But reawakenyourbrilliance.com has all the good stuff. Awesome. That's great. And I just, before we go, I want to touch on, you talked about kind of your assessment on how to determine where to start in your kind of profession and what you've seen. Do you find that most people have some place that they really need to start or something that really stands out as like a a beginning focal point? I wouldn't say that there is one, what I, how I would probably say respond to this is Physical clutter is usually the easiest to start with, sure. right? Because the other stuff can be like spiritual clutter. Oh, you want me to forgive someone? And eh, I'm not sure, you know, that I can take that on a day. Yeah. But as we clear our physical space, like I mentioned earlier, then it helps with our mental clutter, you know, in a clear space, you could probably like, oh, let me do some self-examination. And so usually the f- starting to begin to clear your physical clutter is a good place to start. And the other stuff just kind of begins to open up and it allows you to be in a space to be open to hearing or seeing something. I love that. I, I love all of this. I'm, I'm definitely kind of an organized um, freak, I guess you'll say. Like <laughs> I'm one of those people that everything has a place. And, and so I love all of this. And I think that it definitely all plays such a huge role into every aspect of your life and to your health and to your happiness and all of that. And so I love what you're doing. And I'm so glad that you came on the show and shared all of this with us today. Well, thank you for having me. And thank you for, you know, having this podcast. I know it's a good resource for people and really important. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here doing what I do. Um, But yeah, everyone definitely reach out to Julie. I will put all of her contact information, how you can reach out to her in the podcast notes so that you have that. If you weren't able to write it down fast enough listening, you can find it there so that you can find her easily by just clicking on it. And again, thank you, Julie, so much for being on the show. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone. We'll catch you on the next episode of Functionally Autoimmune. Bye-bye. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, with 75 absorbable vitamins and minerals in just one scoop per day. I've increased my energy, immune function, and so much more. AG is a non-negotiable part of my daily routine. 
for your own risk-free AG plus 20% off and free vitamin D3 K2 supplement, go to www.athleticgreens.com backslash functionally autoimmune or look in the notes of this podcast and you can find the link there. Trust me, you want to add Athletic Greens to your day. It makes such a huge difference.